0: Hey, Forge family, in episode number nine last week, I introduced us to a scriptural reading, meditating, praying, and waiting on God rhythm known as Lectio Divina, which is Latin for divine reading, 1,700 plus years of going to the scriptures to seek God to be quiet before him to wait on him to reflect and pray back the scriptures just just read just just soak in that and on and on so what did you find when emotions rose up in you in your practice using Matthew chapter 1 verses 18 to 25 What did you journal about? How was your prayer in the word? Now, go find someone and lavish them with what God did. And keep going back to the divine reading of scripture in that way for more. Now, Heavenly Father, embrace us, encourage us now, and excite us with our discoveries in you and in your word. We want the rivers of life to flow out of us. Lead us forward into more spiritual formation. This week, in episode number 10 of our series on spiritual formation, I want us to consider a spiritual discipline that not only changes us, but has it has changed us. Cultures and empires. The spiritual discipline of service. Now read with me. Turn to Matthew chapter 20, verses 20 to 28. Okay, here's that little vignette. Uh, It's testy, it's touchy. There's some hot emotions here in the life of Jesus. Okay, this is what it says. Then the mother of the sons of Zebedee, came to him, to Jesus, with her sons, bowing down and making a request of him. And he said to her, What do you wish? She said to him, Command that in your kingdom these two sons of mine may sit, one on your right and one on your left. But Jesus answered and said, You do not know what you are asking for. Are you able to drink the cup that I'm about to drink? And they said to him, Oh, we are able. He said to them, My cup you shall drink, but to sit on my right and on my left, this is not mine to give, but it is for those for whom it, is, it has been prepared by my Father. And hearing this, the ten, the other ten disciples, okay, became indignant at the two brothers, but Jesus called them to himself and said, you know that the rulers of Gentiles lord it over them and their great men exercise authority over them. It is not so among you. But whoever wishes to become great among you, you shall be your servant. And whoever wishes to be first among you shall be your slave. Just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life a ransom for many. All right, family. They're not identified right here in this text, but this is the mother of James and John, two of the leading, if you will, early adopters, the two followers of Jesus. Okay, and they came to Jesus with their mom, and she tries to set up her two sons, one on the right and one on the left, when Jesus sets up his kingdom. The result was a rise of indignation. Now, here's the definition of that. It's anger at what was perceived as wrong by the other ten disciples. But Look what Jesus did. He gathers his disciples together immediately, even with the dark looks and the grinding teeth among them. And he rebukes them all. Now, see again, verses 25 to 28. Okay, he says, but Jesus called them to himself and said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles, the world system around you, they lorded over one another. It is not so in my kingdom, which you 12 are part of. It's not going to be part of the kingdom way. Rather, greatness in the kingdom is recognized in those who serve, those who voluntarily lay down their rights and set aside their testy emotions quietly to make someone else successful. Now, think with me, family, about the winds and tides of our culture. See, there are those who strive to climb corporate ladders and step on fingers on the way up and sometimes on the way down. There are those who dress for success and, and attempt to make everybody else jealous and feel bad about what they have on that day. There are those who want to go to law school because then they can interpret and reframe our laws. There are those who just lust, who have this powerful desire for the opportunity to be in charge. Now, how do we navigate our walk with Christ across those winds and currents? Jesus says, choose to take a servant role, just as he did. Now, recognize, Jesus doesn't want our service. He wants us. And in the drawing of us to himself, he equips us. To love the Lord God and to serve Him only, to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. Husbands, you're you're equipped to love your wives as Christ loves the church. Jesus equips us to serve one another in the body. And lastly, he he equips us in a in a vast range of of, of ways to serve the lost, the broken, the hungry, and the diseased. Rodney Stark, a researcher at the University of Washington in Seattle, found that persecuted Christians in the Roman Empire intentionally stayed behind the fleeing masses when plague and fever struck cities and regions. They they stayed, they, they put their own lives at risk so that they could serve and they could care for those unable to flee to safety. Further, persecuted Christians intentionally took in and raised abandoned baby girls. Raised them as full daughters to be skilled, gracious, beautiful, and virginal in behaviors. That cut right across the Roman culture. See, they they wanted to live like hell, but they wanted a virgin for a wife for their sons. Okay, And when those suitors came to those daughters, the response for the family and the daughter is, I will only marry a Christian. The result was many, many, many male converts to Christ. empire comes to its its uh, tipping point when emperor constantine sees the 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 sign of the cross in the sky and here's the words in this sign conquer stark says he recognized that with 65% of the roman empire claiming christ already he made the politically expedient decision to legalize Christian worship, witness, service, and beliefs. Simply stated, Christian service overturned the empire. And shortly after that, just just a, you know, a few years in every city that claimed a big church presence, hospitals were built. One of the first priorities of legalized Christians, if you will was to serve the lost, the broken, the poor, and the diseased. Richard Foster has written many ways uh, and, and led us into new things regarding spiritual formation. He wrote that, quote, the cross represents Jesus's ultimate sacrifice. The towel he wore to wash the disciples' feet, that represents Jesus' lifestyle. Foster continues by saying, more than any other single way, the grace of humility is worked into our lives through the discipline of service. We've been hearing reports in Ford's church of one of the ladies that came often a number of years ago. And she would come. She loved the worship. And she loved the prepared food for dinner. But she struggled to listen and to apply kingdom lessons. Nearly two years ago, she had a major breakdown, manifesting in paranoia and schizophrenic behaviors. Months found her in a county hospital here in San Mateo County, followed then by a care home, and then back into the hospital because they couldn't handle her. And then just recently we heard that, that what was laid out before her It was uh, be to be signed into a state hospital, an asylum for life. So Jan began two years ago going to pray with Lisa, going to read the scriptures, going to hold her hand, going to pray with her. Lately, Jan's been going to play worship music over her. Jan walked in... Recently, and, and Lisa was huddled up in a fetal position under the covers, and and Jan announced her presence, and she whipped the covers back and said, Pastor Jan, did you bring the worship? Okay, over and over, Jan has driven to that care facility, hoping and praying for a breakthrough. And it is coming. This Sunday last. Jan rolled Lisa in a wheelchair out into the sunshine and served her lunch. Okay, Forge family, this is about the spiritual discipline of service. Now, the list of those who care for children is long. Jen and her daughters have poured out their love on kids in the Philippines and in Nicaragua and across the organization called Arms of Love. Heidi Baker... She's taken in, treated, fed, housed, and educated thousands of Mozambique's orphans. She and Roland oversee similar outreaches to children around the world. Samaritan's Purse, under Franklin Graham's leadership, sends vast supplies and personnel to those suffering from war, famine, disease, and horrific loss. Kimberly in our midst, has used her vacations to go be a clinical nurse in areas of extreme poverty and medical need. Almost all, almost all the, the large ministries in the United States. I, I don't know of any exceptions. Okay, like, but, but Bethel Church, Banny Gloria, and Kenneth Copeland, Larry Stockstill, on and on and on, all of them, have outreaches to children, to orphans, to hurting families and individuals. brother of ours named Darius Daniels of Kingdom Church in New Jersey says, service is a tool that God has to to teach us virtues that can't be learned from textbooks, but only in the school of experience. And I would add to that, uh, I think there's no vicarious service, okay? You don't just throw money at something and kind of go, ooh, I feel good about that. Whoa, that got stuff done. Okay, for the discipline of service, I don't think there's any digital engagement that's available. Rather, it is the picking up of the towel and laying down our priorities intentionally so that we give ourselves to the king and he delights in our hearts that serve. See, there's, there's no hierarchy of value in service. You may be serving multitudes or you may be serving the one. For Jesus keeps careful watch, he's the one that matters. Ford family, this discipline of service is best learned. At a mother's knee, or by being taken by the hand by your earthly father to learn it firsthand. I remember Jan taking our sons into a senior care wing of a local hospital on the coast where we lived at that time. She came home blessed that her boys would read to, hold hands with, answer the same question ten times What's your name, boy? How old are you? What's your name, boy? How old are you over and over but they came, our sons came out with smiles they might shake their head a little bit but they smiled and they left smiles behind them in Jesus name but mind you it's never too late to serve to use your resources and your skills to care to uplift to listen to pack fresh food boxes for delivery, to serve meals in the tenderloin tenements, all in the way of lifting up the name of Jesus. Not long ago, over 400 children in San Mateo County were in the the foster care system. And 126 families stepped up and began fostering children in our neighborhoods. So what of the rest of those 400 plus children here in our neighborhoods? Now you take that question and you go before the Lord of service and you listen for his answer to you and you pray. What part of that might we have? Lord the Spirit, we need your prompt, your heart, your love, to wake up the discipline of service. We would be your servants in Jesus' mighty name. All right, Forge family, I love you. We'll see you soon. God bless.